Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Nah, 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 nah. What's coming through the door? It's episode 12 of the Willpower Weightlifting Podcast. A slight delay on the broadcast uh, due to the British Weightlifting Championships last weekend. So thank you, viewer, for being patient and staying with us. With us tonight is the Willpower Team Coach, Tom Jolly. Good evening. And the Willpower 73 Kilo Weightlifter, Michael Farmer. Hello. And the Willpower 109 Weightlifter, Jordan Sikars. Hello. Right. Um, there's only one topic I've written down, and that's to review the British Weightlifting Championships. So let's start with uh, Tom. Tom, how was the championships for you? Um, an excellent event. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, some amazing support, as you can see from some of the videos. Um, really, really enjoyable. Yeah. And also like um, a step up for me coaching against other top level coaches who have been to Olympics. It was um that was an enjoyable experience as well. I was very nervous beforehand. Yeah, yeah, you said that a couple of days before. Yes. I had a bit of nerves. Did How did the nerves pan out for you? Very well, thank you. Very well. Yeah. Work, work well under pressure. Work well under pressure. Um, myself and Mikey normally do the coaching and it, it works really well, doesn't it? We've got a we're yeah. on the same page. Um just lots of hand signals and yeah, it works really well. Lots of semaphore. Yes. Nice. Um so I suppose we'd better start with you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, how was your experience? I had a great Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Were you sober? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, just as a, um, a, a, I'll just pause Michael for a second. You will have noticed, viewer, that Michael has a smattering of facial hair. Um, he was going to shave, but he decided not. Are you uh, happy with the growth, Mike? <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah. I we, almost we, didn't recognise you when you came in. Are we calling this growth, are we? Yeah, it's growth. A couple of days of growth. Let it go this week. Yeah. Sh shorter chest there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> don't, no, don't do that. No, no, okay. Just uh, leave that one out. Okay. Uh, Mike, uh, not the day you were expecting? No, definitely not. Um, very, very odd experience. Mm. Like, first time ever bombing a bombs. I've written B by your name. I am... I'm a B. I'm a, I'm a B lifter now. B lifter, not brilliant. Bombing. <laughs> um, yeah, no one expected that. Like the Spanish Inquisition, we didn't expect it. <laughs> no, the evidence was pointing to a very good day. Yeah. Heading towards 300. Yeah. Um, going for the win. Yeah. And just well, you. There you go. You got to make some lifts to be in a competition, and if you don't make lifts, you're not in a competition. Yeah. Then you got to pee in a cup. Yeah, you, had a, you, you got tested. Yeah. Nice. There we are. Yeah. Um, so it, it, as in all fair, on that point, he hadn't even put his bum on the chair afterwards before he's being dragged off for testing. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, we had, well, we had the best uh, season of our life, didn't we? Leading yeah. up to this uh, <coughs> competition. So everything was pointed in a good direction. Um, and of all the lifts that you were consistent with, Snatch was the most consistent. You know, plenty of fucking threefers in uh, the last uh, few comps. Yeah, I, f I feel like I'm a snatcher as well. Um, yeah. I don't tend to worry about snatching in a competition. Um, and maybe I should. Um, well, I mean, you know, uh, uh, again, 
it is uh, brand new for you, yeah. I think. New for me, certainly <laughs> for you. <laughs> new for me, new for you. Um, and what, what have you learned from this uh, experience? Um, for me, it's to actually embrace uh, the, the experience, embrace the competition, embrace some nerves that you might have. Um, I felt very, I came to this competition trying to block out any sort of uh, negative and or positive energy. Um, and I feel like now learning from this, I should absorb everything, take it as it comes. Um, and be, Im- be involved in the moment, enjoy the experience, enjoy the, the, build, the build up to it. Mm. Um, more so than blocking it all out and just sort of arrive on the day. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, so I, I've learned from it. Uh, that's the main thing. Yeah. And how's the body? Yeah, brand new. I'm, I'm fine. I didn't do any lifting. <laughs> yeah. Well, but again, there's the, uh, the emotional um, uh, vacuum that happens after, isn't it? And that can sort of take a little bit of uh, readjustment. The body can, uh, you know, it'll crave some rest. It'll crave some different stuff. I know you PB'd your bench press this week. Mike? 90 kilos, it sore it as it fuck. I'm yeah. in pain. You'll probably do 110 <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like, uh, y- not a desired result in any uh, measure, but uh, we have to take the experience and then grow from the experience. That's the nature of um, uh, loss um, and non-positive outcomes is that there is something to grow from. So, we had a, a bit of a sort of debrief on uh, what Tuesday, I think it was, yeah. where you know we spoke about uh, what we should learn from this. And I think one of the things that uh, we sort of uh, talked through was uh, subtle changes in perhaps demeanor and language, you know, weeks away from the competition, different things were coming in that um, were new for us to experience at the time, but now we've experienced the the competition result yeah. it's like well here are some signals and we should be um, mindful of those things if and when they uh, come up in the future yeah again we're, we're broadening our evidence base um, we have the big evidence base of good training and we know what good training looks like so now we've i wouldn't say bad training but we know now maybe how emotional things are going to get in the way yes and what are the signals what are the things that are going to point to maybe an adverse uh, competition <coughs> I haven't had a bad competition <coughs> since 2019, so like it's been a long, a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just expected, to correct, to do well. Uh, not, not just not a bad competition, but like the fucking curve's gone vertical for you yeah. this year, isn't it? What, what, what did you start the season with? What was your total before the British um, in Bef- June or July? Before the British last year was like two seven five or something. Two, yeah, about two seventy five, two seven six, something like that, and then you ended it with two ninety four. Which would have been uh, Uzbek, but yeah. ended up being Bangor. Yes. Um, so it ended up being the Welsh Championships because of the um, uh, international uh, restrictions and stuff. Um, so that's plus 19 on a competition total. Yeah. Uh, which is fucking good evidence in anyone's book. And we did a lot of good training up to that point. And for me, anyway, you know, we have. We've made those uh, those progresses. We've made that progress, and so that progress is in the fucking um, locker. It's in the bank, um, and we can build from that now, leading up to the next phases of um, uh, of training um, coming up to uh, the Commonwealths, which you know we're fucking planning uh, for all the same. Yeah. Uh, I got told by uh, Gergo, my friend in uh, Budapest today, that the um, European Championships is in. 
um, Albania in May. I thought it was Bulgaria. It, well, well, apparently, the, according to Gergo, who lives next door to Bulgaria, <laughs> um, it's now in Albania. It's been changed. Oh, right. Uh, unofficial. Don't know if that's true. Uh, but that would be an interesting comp to take. Uh, that would be about the right timing as well. May. Yeah. You know, I, w- I, w- I would like um, the two of you to be on the platform twice before, uh, is it August? Yeah. 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 So I think you should get like a couple of uh, comps in the belt. You know, if there's a big open um, somewhere in the future, get a big open in. And then if there's an international event, because you're still juniors this year, are you? Still under 23s. Yeah. Yep. So you're still under 23. So maybe there's a international junior event or maybe the um, European seniors because, uh, you know, uh, we could argue about the rankings or whatever it is, but, uh, you know, it would be an opportunity for you to go to that event. That would be a good call. Get an international one on the plum yep. just before, you know, or three three months before um, the games. Oh, am I? T- yeah, I'm back. Right. Um, so, again, uh, we have a rebuild, and um, I've had a think about your training. Um, so uh, perhaps we'll come on to what's to come in your training uh, later on. Um, but you've had the experience. It's not the one we wanted. We've had a fucking great season, nevertheless. Um, Tom, how was your experience of that uh, early group? Because, you know, as as a coach for the weekend, uh, we were all fucking like, here we go, fucking sit back and relax, watch Mikey crack it out. And uh, there was a lot of shock, certainly at the Red Brick. Yes, Um Going on to like things that could change in the future, I'd definitely like to see you not have you know have breakfast. You were very hungry in the morning, weren't you? Couldn't eat anything to weigh in, which I think was an added stress. And then we probably got into the back area a little bit too late. What what did you weigh in, Mike? Uh, seven two six three. Right. So you had to um, not starve, but you had to go without a meal, did you? Yeah, it was didn't have like I had a little bit of liquid in the morning. Yeah. Um, and obviously the difference in like my skills and their skills. And um, in regards to the competition, yeah, it was um, <coughs> I felt extremely low after it. So I was yeah. really, I, yeah. it was a strange comp because I'm sat there <coughs> on the mic, and and I'm like, right, it's gonna be fucking fire, and people are gonna be going out. It's a Commonwealth fucking qualifier, and they're gonna be going out hot. And then all of a sudden, um, no disrespect to anybody, but people aren't opening where I was expecting them to, and I'm I'm going, what what's going on? It was the most fucking bizarre thing, you know. It was the uh, almost the um, the it we ex- the build up for this thing was like there's a four horse race here. Uh, you're in your own lane because you're you're competing for Wales and and you you've, you've got to do your bit. But really, the uh, the four horses were is it uh, the Finnegan lad? Yeah, Finnegan, uh, Chin. John Chin, um, Jack, yeah. and yourself. And it's like right, so all of you are capable of getting into the fucking 90s. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was um, the, the, the f- of the four horses, two of them were um, conservative, one felt. That was ra- rather strange. So something was afoot. Mm. Well, I think, ja- I think Jacob was, um, it was, it was more, I think Jacob had already accepted that he may not be taking the spot for Birmingham. And it was about, Building experience, and I, d- I don't think he lifted within himself on the day by the looks of it. But then, um, Chin, I think what surprised all of us was the opener at 113, and 
that you got nowhere to go then. It we it was <coughs> knowing from that opener that you're not in this no for this competition. Um, I'm that was sure a surprise. I, it was a surprise, yeah. Um, but I mean, for for me, like Mike said at the start, reflecting on this one about um, you know a coping mechanism being to block out all of the positive and <coughs> negative to, to try and stay neutral throughout the whole thing. Speaking with Joe about this th- this evening, it's about um, being at peace with all of your fears and nerves going into this one. We all know how much these competitions mean, especially as we get closer to the games. Um, and we all know, it, you know, you'd be a fool not to think about what would happen if this didn't pay off or if we weren't to win or if we weren't to do this and that. But you've got it's complete normality to feel that way um and for like i've had to feel that way because i've been less dominant in categories mikey is a dominant force in weightlifting at the moment and this is probably his first experience of overwhelming expectation the big sad yeah hey nice (laughs) fucking hell (coughs) but it's the first time you've had you've really felt you know, like all eyes were on Mike. Everyone wanted to watch Mikey lift, and you know that's a fucking hard place to to be, a- and a great place to be all the same. You know, Absolutely. you you earn the right to be respected and to be celebrated. You know, when people have an expectation of you as an athlete, it isn't because you haven't done fuck all; it's because you've done fucking great things. And um, so the competition was um, abstract. I'll use that term. Um, for the very reason that the the, the English guys um, were, you know, it was unusual to see. It wasn't expected. Mm. And I don't know whether anybody was unwell or whatever, but um, uh, Jack certainly came out and fucking delivered, didn't he? You know, fucking yeah. held himself together with fucking silo <coughs> uh, c- tape and gaffer and all the rest of it and put a good performance in. Um, unbelievable. I think, yeah, I think what Jack showed in that comp was, um, you know, an undeniable experience in those moments and when things matter, you know, because he was arguably an underdog going into that. Not if you listen to Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> like, and not if you actually look at the evidence oh of what no, Jack I mean, has done in his career. Yeah, absolutely. And we can't fucking discount that. Mike and I were also talking about this. <coughs> as a 77 and as an 85, he's hit 48 and fucking 78 or whatever. So these weights, yeah. irrespective of his body weight, he will feel her within himself. So, but I mean, it was it was it was great to watch him, and I also think that'll give Mikey all of the motivation going into the next cycle because he knows that you know you got um, I don't know how long he's been in the sport, but let's say it's been like 15, 17 years. You can see the training yeah. in you know the the athlete on the performance, and um, you've competed against him British w- last year, British last year, <laughs> uh, where he was sort of. He wasn't in that kind of form, was he? Um, but he just produced it. And uh, I suppose he's pushed his body hard in this competition. He snatched 36, clean jerk 158. Is that right? Something like that, I think. 59. 59? 59, sorry. Right. So for the kilo on your, your British record, Mike, <laughs> that was short-lived. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so but, um, but, like, you know, so A, he knows what he's gunning for. Yeah. You kn- he knew what he wanted to get. And he put his marker down for his place in the Commonwealth Games. And he drove his body hard enough, and now he's going to have to fucking back that fucker off. But he's got one, you would think, one hurrah, you know, in the bank. 
Um, and what is great here, Mike, is you get the fucking uh, confront in the games uh, when it matters. It's like, fucking bring that on. Yeah, if, if I end up competing against Jack at the games, it'll likely be, be for a medal. Yeah. Um, and to beat someone with that experience is just to be a, a wicked. It'd be oh. amazing. Uh, and, you know, the then you've got the contrast of your British and his British and then the games. And yeah. it's like, you know, y- your body's responded so well. We've just said it's put 19 kilos on its total in a, in a season. We've got uh, seven months worth of training. We know what we want to do. We know where we're going. And, uh, you know, I'm fucking, I'm happy I'm over here. Yeah, it'll be a real affirmation to beat Jack because arguably he's the best male lifter we've ever had recent time so to do that at the games when it matters i think that'll be good that'll drive me for a while now um, that's what i need right there we are um right uh we're gonna take a short break uh because the pizza's arrived and we're all <laughs> fucking hungry nick put a temporary play out on please thank you very much we'll be back after this Go for it. Right. And we're back, fully satiated, after pizza. Where did we get that pizza from, George? Dodo's Polypool Pizza. That can be our fucking sponsor for the night. Thanks, Dodo's. Um, I had... um, They didn't have anchovies, so I had to have um, uh, just plain old pepperoni. I would have had pepperoni, pineapple with anchovies, and I'd have cut some chilies from the fridge and put it on myself. Not an order that anyone's familiar <laughs> with by you. Really? Pepperoni, pineapple, and anchovies. Classic combo. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> right, hang on. I'll, I'll argue my case. You've got the pepperoni, which is meaty and garlicky. Then you add the sweet of the pineapple and the salt of the anchovy. Fucking classic. Considering we shared a pizza, I'm so glad that didn't happen. <laughs> They didn't even offer half and half. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. What did you have, George? Meat. <laughs> I had pretty much every meat that they offered. Uh. <laughs> um, hang on. You, did, how many pizzas did you order? Uh, four. Four? Four pizzas. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, you ordered, what, for yourself? Uh, no. For all, there was four for all of us, yeah? Right. Okay. Right. So you devoured two pizzas. Well, we haven't actually finished them. Fucking hell. Fucking eat. You've got to grow that ASML, Mike, haven't you? Uh, right, back on the list. Sorry, if I eat more, my hair would grow? Is that... Am I... <laughs> no idea. No idea, Tom. Doubtful. No idea. Um, we got uh, the men's 81s next, isn't it? With uh, Joe Cow. Yep. Um, now, Joe had a fucking good day, didn't he, Tom? Very good day, yes. Um, I was speaking to Leah earlier on and saying, you know, he's he, he's been in that shape for a while now, hasn't he? His training into this competition was was excellent um, on that platform with Chris Speed and, and Charlie Stone um, and just lifted so well throughout the warm-up. Um, everything we hit looked really crisp. Um, a small debate when I put him on 124 instead of 125 because 125 would have been a comp PB, but I said, look, I'm going to get a second lift in. Lots of people are opening at 125. <coughs> that was a busy group as well, it was wasn't it? Busy group, yeah. yeah. So got his second lift in and I explained to him that I don't see 124 as a stopping Point. It's it's a second lift onto our first. D- he opened at twenty. Yep. Then um, you queued him up for twenty four. Yep. In amongst the traffic, which was fucking busy, 
and then he had a little weight then, and he took yeah. 28 then for his uh, final. Yeah, did some pulls in between to try and keep him stimulated, keep him yep. warm. Um, and uh, yeah, took a really strong 28, and um, oh, it was a fucking lovely little lovely lovely yeah, yeah, really, really strong comp yeah. from him. So um, yeah, um, do you know what clean jerks? I've, I've got no idea. It was a little bit of a blur. What happened? What did, what did he hit in the end? I Fif think he hit 56. 56. Yeah, okay. for a 284. Um, I think it was plus 11. Uh, comp PB for Joe. Correct me if I'm uh, I think wrong there, Joe. 14 actually. He put on the 14. ground. Yeah. Wow. Right. That's a big jump. Yeah. And it's been coming. He's had good training. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, been on that, that uh, top uh, left platform, stuck in the corner with uh, Charlie Stone and Chris Speed <laughs> there, wasn't he? Um, and he's taken, I think he's taken 25. He's cleaned 60 like five times and just not got the jerk. Yeah. Uh, and that 56 was fucking immense. And, and also, like, um, Really happy for him. His mum and dad were there. Like lots of people coming to support him as well, which was an you know, amazing feeling to to put that display on in front of all your friends and family. So well, it couldn't have been more than fucking twenty minutes away from his house, was it? Uh, yeah, an hour. An hour. Yeah. There you go. Fucking hell. Uh, in Derby, what was the arena like? Oh, uh, it was wonderful. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Really happy with that. Really good. Venue. Very good. Very good venue. Watching the stream, um, I can't. Was it Joymo? Joymo. It was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, it was the picture quality was excellent. Um, the commentary was fucking uh, close and tight and fucking knowledgeable, um, and it was superb. So we felt the atmosphere, but we couldn't quite hear the crowd because yeah. the mics weren't yeah. picking up the uh, the audience. Well, there was there was a stand on either side of the platform and then a stand facing the platform. Yeah. So it was it was close. Um, and there was a very good turnout for the majority of the competition. Was it yeah. erased? Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, yeah. okay. Proper very job then. So. Yeah, yeah, it felt like a... I mean, it felt like as good, if not better, than any international live. How many platforms in the back room? Eight. Yeah, eight. Right. Oh, fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah. The majority didn't have to share. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you shared a platform. No. Bar. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's true. We had to go next door and get a, um, steal a bar from the, um, the master set up. All right. <coughs> yeah. Overall, it was a Excellent. yeah, it was a very very well run competition. I'm so not suggesting that that was a a problem for you, Mike. Talking yeah. to masters, <laughs> um, Gary Jackson. Yes. What a great comp he had. Yes. Excellent, come Gary. Now, if you are listening, Gary, um, I do remember a series of conversations where um, you felt you weren't ready, and you weren't lifting enough, and all this sort of stuff. Tom, do you remember that? I do indeed. Yeah, lovely. Uh, and yet Gary hit 85-110, which I believe is <coughs> a lifetime uh, total and a lifetime comp yes, total as well. Yeah. Um, he's completed phase one, in his own words. Right, gold. Gold, yes. Splendid. What what was the weight category? 96? 96, yeah. 96. Um, and I'm presuming that would qualify him for some sort of uh, European event. Um I believe it will actually. I mean, he's going to compete in the um, the British Masters. This is British British weightlifting Masters just done. Right. British Masters. There's a higher um, entry category um, qualification total needed, and it's a bit um, more. Those people tend to go into Europeans and Worlds, but certainly it's there if he needs if he wants to. Um, Charlie Stone uh, was the uh, main coach for that session. Is that right? Yes, indeed. Thank um, you, Charlie. Yeah, thank you, Charlie. Um, Charlie obviously reviews a lot of videos of his as well, so that worked really well. Um, Gary just seemed like a real good place. He was a very, very calm, very relaxed, really happy. Um, yeah, just just a really great place for him to lift and, and seemed very confident. His warm-up was, was excellent on snatches. I was watching when I was coaching, um, I think it was Joe at the time. Was it Joe? 
something like that. But um, yeah, his warm up was excellent. Didn't miss a snatch. Looked really crisp. So yeah, I'm really pleased for him. Yeah, he's done good training, and he's kept that fucking old battered body going. Yeah. And can we say it? Can we say it officially? He's picked up the keys of his new gym yes. today. Yeah, has he? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> fucking right. Legion, yeah. Legion barbell, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think it's big enough for about four platforms. Um, he's he spoke to him about uh, the, Br- uh, the British. Really excited. So really happy for him. So. Congratulations, Gary. Well done. You got a gold medal yeah, and you got a fucking yeah. weightlifting club. <coughs> Brilliant. Um, so then we lead on to the men's 102s. And uh, we had two athletes in there, um, Charlie Stone and Chris Speed. Yep. So uh, for Charlie, it was his first, well, second trot out, probably third. But he did the British Open and qualified for, I think he did a virtual competition to qualify for the the British seniors, if I remember rightly. Um, And so Charlie has had a a back stress injury strain over the past couple of years. Yes. Um, so it's been an interesting uh, journey back onto uh, you know the the British senior standard for Charlie because he's had to manage that back all the way through, yeah. and sort of we've been pushing back and off, <coughs> pushing back and off, and it just feels that this last uh, probably eight weeks we've been able to drive training into m- a more traditional comp cycle, if you like. Yeah. Uh, and he opened at uh, was it thirty two. 32, yeah. Um, once again, a great warm-up from Charlie. Um, and it was really good as well. It's, it's really nice when an athlete communicates really well with you. He said to me and um, Mikey, I don't want it too serious. You know, in, in willpower, we, we still have fun when we're, we're warming up. Um, so we kind of went with that, didn't we? Yeah. Well, we have fun, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you're, you're, you're stuck in a corner f- with your fucking massive, massive chest <laughs> here, sort of looking all fucking forlorn. Um, but glad you appreciate that. So um, how was this warm-up? Because I saw a 28. Yeah. Was it 28? Yeah. That he fucking dialed in like Plumbing. nothing. Yeah, uh, people were sending me uh, thanks, Seb. Were sending me videos uh, of the warm-ups of yeah. people fucking lifting. It was like fuck, he's moving well. Yeah, absolutely moved really well. Seemed really confident, didn't he? Um, yeah, it was exactly. certainly it was all there for him to, to do well. So um, yeah, just so, so he missed his opener, made his second, and <coughs> then um, was so fucking close on thirty-five. Yeah, and uh, if I'm right, there was like a three kilo spread on. Gold to bronze in that group. It was a f- tight group. It was, yeah, uh, it was either three or four kilos. It was a very tight group. And Charlie was well placed in the group to actually, you know, compete for in the mi- w- yeah. whichever gold, silver, or bronze. Um, and then it got to clean and jerks. Now, one thing I'll ask was there a resin bowl no. for your feet? No. 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 And, it, and um, I'd s- I've seen, I'd seen the back foot slip quite a few times in that comp, <coughs> and particularly his third jerk. There His was back foot, there was Charlie's back foot lost. Yeah, slip. Yeah, um, you know it. it, it so uh, I don't know whether it was a new platform or not, but it looked like um, all the sweeping that was going on just added to the platform sort of like um, skiddiness. Um, and a resin bowl would have been a handy <coughs> item. Mm. Put the resin on your fucking feet, and then you f- you're stuck to the platform. Yeah. Um, Certainly, if you saw that the 155 in the back room was absolutely just. Dipped up. Really you can see by all of his cleans, really moved really well that day. Yeah. Um, 55 in the back room, absolutely flew. Um, and then obviously, yeah, not quite on the platform. Well, he, he, he seemed to have nailed uh, 60 um, and then just had this slight, like, drift. Um, and for me, it looked good, but I'm pretty biased. Uh, but it was a tight call. Yeah. And then the second one, 
he had a bit more of a collapse in the third one. <coughs> I think it just, you know, he got out of, there was no momentum, there was no build. Yeah. Um, and then he just, um, you know, that back foot slipped on him and, and whatnot. So it was tight calling. Yeah. It, I, I, not, I'm so not saying the referees, but it was just tight margins for Charlie yeah. to be, you know, making that first 60. And I think he could have gone on a 65. That's a fucking goals. Yeah. You know, 32, <coughs> 65, that's fucking in the, in the meat of it. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I think on reflection, Charlie will be happy that his body is resilient, it's fit. Yeah. It was competing in the 102 class for the medals. Yeah. That's where he wants to be. Yeah. So I think he's in a, in a good place, you know. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think like uh, he should get a lot of momentum from that. He's, he's trained so well leading into it. And we know like, um, you know, Charlie's very um, particular about certain things in his build-up. That went really well. So hopefully a drive on from this. And, and I think... I won't be saying he's 35 and he's still very competitive and I think he's expecting it to drop off and, and that should give him the confidence to go actually there's, there's plenty more years in him yet yeah and we didn't really push some of the elements we could have pushed yeah. you know we were literally <coughs> just building up to a certain marker um, without challenging the body too much to make sure the body was fit and resilient for competition mm -hmm. which of course it was and he's able to train again uh, you know this week next week whatever um, and he's entered a competition in Albury Yep, correct. In a month's time. Yeah, yeah. in, so in that's, uh, is it that's really positive. When is that, Tom? Is it March or? It's uh, yeah, it's sixth and seventh. Sixth and seventh of March in Albury. Um, Sam <coughs> Hayer's uh, hunting ground. That would be good. It's always a good comp up there. Yeah. Your first uh, British Championships yeah. uh, up there, wasn't it, Joe? When you were thirteen. Yep. Yeah, first British title. Um, just um, just touch back on that that last lift, and it is something I see quite often. When you've got one lift left, and that's keeping the competition, you have to go into that still understanding you're still in the competition and sometimes when you look in someone's eyes they're approaching that last lift and they're, they're looking at you as if they're out of the competition already and that was really hard to see at the weekend was looking at someone's eyes and realizing that you still have an opportunity and this could be a massive change you know and, and really light up the competition for you but you have to believe that that with one lift left you still have a lift left you're still in the competition that was that was probably one thing I found quite hard when I looked at people's faces at the weekend and it's that belief of I'm still in it until I'm out of it, and and sometimes it was going onto that pl platform, and it was like they don't think they don't think they're in there anymore. So I would say what's <coughs> difficult for Charlie, and I would say it's difficult for a lot of athletes, is especially with the jerk. The more you try and influence it, the more counterproductive it can be. You don't try and influence your jerk, do you? No, 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 no. But but you know what I mean. Like I I don't. <coughs> I would never doubt that Charlie wasn't trying. Um. You know, and I would say the more he was trying, the more that that dip drive was being influenced and changing the dynamic of what what he the of the momentum that he built in this warm up. Um, but I will say, I think Charlie is in a place now physically where he will exceed anything he's ever done in the sport. I agree, and I feel Plen plenty of the same. Yeah, Charlie. and I don't <coughs> think. Um, like you said about his age and everything, I I don't think that's a factor at all. He's I think a master's. Yeah, yeah. Just get him on the circuit. But I think he's going to be, he is going to be this next 18 months, he will exceed his best on the snatch, he will exceed his best on a clean mm. jerk, and he'll view himself in a very different way. Yeah, I agree. I am trying to talk him into competing as a master because he gets to go to the Europeans and the Worlds. And that's, you know, fucking get on. Me and Michael have often talked about it. it's quite cool competing abroad, isn't it? So it's quite cool. Yeah, it's quite cool. Right. Uh, Chris Speed. Yes. Bronze medal. Bronze medal. 130-159. Yeah. He, he looked good in the back room. He did yeah. good in the back room. Yeah. He looked relaxed. He had a good team around looked him. Looked good on the platform. Yeah. Um, so he was being, um, he runs Ronin 
Ronan Strength or, or Weightlifting Club. Yeah. Um, and he was being supported by those guys. So me and, me and Michael just checking everything was okay. And the only thing we did actually really was relay to them what, what Charlie Stone was doing. So yes, it's a competition, but... Yeah, know, it's teammate. Still still man. Yeah. But the irony is that, <coughs> um, you know, uh, you know, Chris and Charlie were sort of head-to-head against yeah. each other, weren't yeah. they? And so, you know, you want to you wanna help your, your teammates, but also you have to be... You know, mindful that it's competition yeah. and make the lifts. Uh, yeah. Charlie was up by two on um, snatch, and you know, uh, Chris had done his lifts by the time Charlie had gone out for his opener. Yeah, and um, so you know, again, Charlie makes his opening lift. He's got some momentum. You can put some kilos on for the win. It's a different competition, yeah. but that's that's the nature of competitive weightlifting. Plus, you know, w- you have to satisfy the referees and the jury in this case. Yeah. Um, and of course, you're not satisfying your um, your home gym teammates <laughs> when you're making a yeah. fucking lift in the gym, you know. And that's the difference in comp. You know, y- you're satisfying three people in front of you and, and the jury panel um, behind, and it's competition weightlifting. You give them no doubt, make the lift, um, and that's a very important part of, you know. I think for Charlie being off the circuit for a while, coming back in, being in the big um, big event all the ability and it's <coughs> like okay it is what it is but we can train again we're, we're still fit I'd, i'll take that i know he won't mind me saying but one small doubt in his mind was that um even though he had been smoking 155 he hadn't hit 160 in training now from all the evidence we've seen that shouldn't be a problem but i know that was a small doubt in his mind the fact he hadn't done it in training yeah. but i just said to, said to him afterwards had we have opened on 155 it, it would have been ridiculous mm. you know it's 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 yeah. it would have been too conservative as an opener yeah. um and, and it, it still wouldn't have got you anywhere no and it, there was no evidence to suggest nope. that he should be opening at 55 nope. it would have got him fourth place or whatever it is it wouldn't have got you anywhere yeah. um and it was a very interesting group because there was no scoreboard for us to look no. at at home um, and, of course, we're trying to do the math for everybody, and that was a little bit too difficult for me <laughs> <laughs> on that day, for sure. Um, so it was uh, we didn't know if, um, I think, Harry Nelms was in that thing, and he was clean and jerking heavy, and it was like, what the fuck's going on? So um, resin box and, and a scorecard would be great. Thanks. And a, and a pair of weightlifting boots for Chris as well, I would say. <laughs> I reckon he would have made his third snatch for the purple. Yeah, 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 matching fu- socks, though. Matching socks. He won a bronze with those uh, yeah. sneakers on. Yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I noticed, Chris, that you were um, on the snatches. You sprinted off the platform, didn't yeah, he? He, did, yeah, he? He fucking sprint. He did some sprints and plyos yeah. on the first Can't snatch. Can't do that in lift. Which you couldn't yeah. do in a pair of boots. Right? So <coughs> he yeah. sort of um, shuffled on the second one. And then walked on the third one. <laughs> it's like he just got slower as the competition <laughs> went on. But I'm sure he was doing some fucking plyo jumps in between it all. So fucking great comp for uh, for Chris and a bronze medal. Yeah. So well done there. Um, uh, Leah had a she had a day where I think um, she had a fucking clean 91. 95 <coughs> was hanging in the fucking basket twice. Yeah. Looked nothing. So close. Really close. And then she had uh, two technical, um, you know, failures on her opening cleaner jerk. And again, a bit like Charlie, momentum was lost, you know, and then she cleaned the last 21. And unfortunately, it, it wasn't there. But it was a day for Leah where, um, you know, she's hit uh, 222 in training, 221 in training. She's had fucking 220 in training. Really qualified, um, you know, training cycle. Um, people may not know at home, but Leah had a very... Um, uh, difficult elbow strain 
before the British Championships in uh, Ju- July or June, yeah, or yeah. you know, and th- she w- she only had that like six or eight weeks before the championships, and so she was nursing that. She's nursed it all the way through the season, and then over the last five weeks, her fucking snatches has been dialing in. Where she's yeah. what she snatched ninety seven, ninety eight. I think it was ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight in training. Um, you know, she cleaned and jerked twenty five, twenty seven. So yeah. ninety seven, twenty seven, um, in training. So she she had really good flow in training. And then, again, it's competition day, okay. Um, made the first snatch. Um, she put the second one there, and it, she said to me in the review that you know, she, she felt so light. It's like she just pulled it higher than yeah. she was expecting, and then the momentum of the bar was going behind her. There. And um, myself and Mike had a discussion after that lift, and we did – it was it was brief. We were like, do we increase? And I was yeah. like, let's just get you know a building block on, on, on this. Um, and at that point in time, we, we weren't quite sure how, you know, Macy was very good on the day, wasn't she? Mercy. Uh, Mercy. Apologies. <coughs> Mercy was very good on the day. Um, but at that point in time, we thought, okay, let's stick with 95. Let's consolidate this. Uh, talking um, about Mercy, she had a fucking day, didn't yeah. she? Fucking yeah. hell. What a fucking yeah. series of lifts. Absolutely yeah. fucking phenomenal. And that, uh, was it the 107 she yeah. did to save? Fuck yeah, a state me. A statement lifts come back into Whoa. the, the fold, yeah. didn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. Um, a great memory of that day as well as um, Chris Speed was coaching her. He walked in um, off the platform and she was behind him and she shouted really loudly. Yeah, oh, I saw was Chris do this and it scared the shit out of him. So, yeah, he was. Does there. Chris coach in the same shoes as he lifts in? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he just leaves them on all the time. I think he actually wore a singlet as well. But, um. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, that uh, you know, Mercy um, showed her fucking yeah. pedigree there and yeah. some great lifting. You know, brilliant lifting. Yeah. Um, and for Leah, there was, um, it was small margin because. We all know her as a jerker, yeah. and I'm not sure anyone ever watches her jerk because you just watch the clean done. and then you stunk the jerk's done. And yet there was a sort of, um, I suppose they were looking at the el- left elbow, which is the one that was injured, and they sort of were observing that on the first one. Then it was a, you know, for me the first one was pretty clean. The second one was maybe less clean. And then by the third, then the momentum had gone, and <coughs> it was a you know then it was a disappointment, um, and that's the margins of uh, of competition weightlifting, and yeah. you have to give the judges no doubt, very important. Uh, insult to injury for Paul Lee. I once again couldn't even put a bum down on a seat after bombing out and um, drug tested. Yeah. Well, there you go, got to do their job. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and then we got Joe Walton. Now, um, just to let you know at home, viewers, uh, Joe Walton came here on Monday. And vomited <laughs> um, a Chateau <coughs> Briand. Yeah. yeah. Right. He Fuck vomited about fucking 120 quids worth of beef outside uh, the entrance of the gym. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Um, Terrible. Just very disappointing. He was doing so well. He was, he was the life and soul of the party. Yeah. And then he wasn't. Oh, passed out for five hours yeah. after <laughs> vomiting. He didn't even fucking clear it up. I cleared it up myself. I got the fucking uh, bleach out and the hose and cleaned it for the fucking rats to eat. I'm as surprised are. by watching you clean it up as you are. Trust me. I, I, yeah. Well, it, it, he wasn't. He was fucking <laughs> passed out. He wasn't fucking doing it. It was going to fucking fester there for a few days. Uh, Suki would have fucking eaten it. God bless her. It's Megan Jordan's dog <coughs> who is passed out. Um, but, uh, like, Joe was going fucking fire and brimstone, wasn't he? Because, yeah. like, Joe was targeting for 3.30 so we were like 40, 45, 48, yeah. and then 
option of like 75, 77, 82, something like that. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, Joe mm. was gunning for the, the qualification um, target, trying to get himself up the rankings. Um, and uh, he made, missed his... Well, he missed made, his made 40. But he, was it his first attempt? Yeah, yeah. Press out on... Press out on 45. Oh, yes, that's right. He made 40, like, yeah. fuck all, right? Oh. It was shifting. Yeah, yeah. 45, I thought he made, personally. Uh, every day of the week. Don't know why, <laughs> but, I mean, Joe's got, if, if, if you've ever met Joe Walton, he's an obscure character. Um, and on his uh, right elbow, um, it's it's almost like he was in the opening scene of the fucking Jaws film. Because um, he's got a fucking laceration that sort of goes from the mid-forearm all the way up to the fucking bicep, isn't it? It's yep, like a yep. massive crocodile bite. Don't know what happened. He won't tell us. Um, but he's got a fucking hooky arm. So <coughs> it looks like he's a little bit... It, look, it looks it like looks it like hyperextends, like it hyperextends and, and, and presses out, but it doesn't. Um, and I think the uh, referees were looking at the angle of his deformed uh, body, um, <laughs> as we all do, and they just <laughs> they weren't expecting it. So, Joe, give your arm a fucking tap. Yeah. Just give it a yeah. tap. Um, Joe's got an amazing alter ego on comp day, hasn't he? Oh my god, amazing! He, he's got like um, <laughs> he, he shifts from being <laughs> kind of like uh, average Joe, kind Te- of kind tech of Joe. Techie yeah. Joe. Techie Joe. Yeah, Techie Joe. Binary Joe. Binary Joe. To, to <laughs> literally shoving so much um, smelling salt up his nose and shouting out, I'm going to put on a show and then aggressively cough. It's, it's amazing to see someone just switch. The, the thing that you c- we could hear at home on the commentary <coughs> is when he snorted the fucking <laughs> the, the salt, <laughs> the, 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 the natural the cackle yeah. of his fucking yeah. Yeah. whatever he was doing there, that came through on the microphone. Yeah. He, he was really, really fired up. Got himself fired on the platform, and he is entertaining. And he was, sure. and he was there on the day. You know, he, like his head was was all yeah, there on the day. Right on it, wasn't he? Um, yeah. You know, I thought the flow in his snatches was just impeccable. I think that's why I said to him. I said, had that have been given a good lift, um, which I think it deserved, that would have been one of day. the best snatch oh, session he's ever done. Yeah, absolutely different day. I think he would have carried the momentum forward. But again, you. You've got to give the judges no doubt. And if you have got a fucking spunky elbow with a fucking shark scar on it, give it a tap. Double tap yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then he went out for cleaner jerks. Um, didn't he get... Uh, s- he got spat out by 75, made 75, and then... Missed the clean, and then made the clean and jerk at 75. Easily. Um, and then missed the clean on 80. Um, but I think what that was was... Knowing psychologically into the cleaning jerks that the total that he was chasing was gone then gone yeah um, that to ha- to suddenly shift your goal yeah. is quite a difficult task yeah um, oh, but he won bronze didn't he yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely um, but write that down. and bronze. that's one thing he's uh, spoken to me a lot about this week is um, now he's he's shifting his paradigm and his mental state. Um, not expecting 75 and 80 or whatever, but knowing that the evidence su- is supporting 80s to 90s, <coughs> um, certainly on the clean and jerk. Like, you look at the way he handles the weights. Yeah. This is a year, again, he's not restricted by age, mm. you know, being 30s and everything. I think this is just the start of Joe's yeah. journey, um, s- most certainly. I think he's going to kick into the 50s and he's going to clean and jerk 200 kilos. And uh, just a great competitor, you know. Like yeah. um, in, in, ba- in Bangor, he just gets himself up for it. He is in the warm-up area. He was vocal. He was loud. He, you could see he was confident. He moved the bar really well, and just a great competitor. Someone who clearly thrives in that environment, and um, it's great to watch it. It's very, very uh, 
very, very easy coach on company, yeah, isn't he? Because he's perfect he, athlete. He, he's there already. If anything, like, right, let's, let's calm yeah. this down. But he's, he's there. It's, it's great. And you say go and he, he just go for it. So, yeah. so you know, it was one of those days. It was <coughs> a, another touch and go day, wasn't it? You know, one lift different, the 45. If he'd have made it, we'd, have, we'd all back in for 48. And then um, it's open gate for the fucking cleaning drills. Yeah. But then you just, you know, you, you make your opener. You get red lighted on your... your he, he just completely changed everything because I, I was sat here and I said to him, like, you didn't have to do anything different for your next 45, but he tried to change something, but it was a fucking good lift. Yeah. So you've tried to change something and you fucking did. You failed it. Like, it was a compl- he was completely out yeah. of shape for his uh, third <coughs> one. And all he needed to do was repeat the same pattern of the second lift on the third one and double tap your fucking elbow. Um, right. Uh, we're going to go to Medieval Minutes now. And uh, Nick, the producer, uh, are you ready for it, Nick? No, it's not on my phone. I have said what we'll do is, because it's a pre-record, we'll cu- cut out to it, and then we'll edit it in after. And now you're going to have to leave that in the show, right? No. You, yes, you fucking leave all of that in the show <laughs> because of your fucking incompetence. Oh, right. Um, so normally, viewer, I call Stone Hewer, um, who's sat there in chainmail ready, but... No doubt he's some at, at some medieval banquet in some northern castle or something like that for the evening. He told me today he's pre-recorded it. Uh, so, Nick, cue the music. It's time for Medieval Minutes. Five thirty-six A.D. is known as the most cataclysmic year in human history. In three separate locations, only days apart from each other, three volcanoes erupt, sending millions of tons of ash into the sky and effectively blocking out the sun, plunging the majority of the planet into total darkness for the entire year. Some historians argue as much as 18 months. Michael the Syrian is quoted as saying, the sun has died and will never return. The immediate fallout was twofold, freezing temperatures and no food could be grown. Now, if that wasn't bad enough, a plague breaks out. To start with, infected bodies were moved outside of towns and cities. However, as time went on, the healthy people moving the body would catch the disease themselves. So it wasn't long before the bodies were just left where they fell, only increasing the potential infection for the remaining people. It was estimated that 80% of the human population was killed in this year alone, either by famine, plague or freezing temperatures. back right uh well there's only one group left to uh, review and that's yours geordie the men's 109 class how was it for you yeah it was good <laughs> glad, you, glad you enjoyed it <laughs> great yeah yeah you won yeah yeah done that final cleaning jerk by a kilo by a kilo how many times you watched that lift a few hundred more than i can <laughs> 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 Um, so take us through your uh, your day, your warm up, your preparation. So I had a really good snatch warm up, I would say. Yeah, really it good. Sort of, it built in um, intensity to the point where I hit forty, and um, it was the cleanest lift I've ever done. I think in in a back room, and it's always a daunting thing when you're opening as heavy as uh, 45 and 85 those pre-openers are you know they're pasty pre-openers so 
uh, often in the lead up to a comp, I'm normally more stressed about hitting those op- pre-openers than I am the opening in opening attempts, which maybe I should change because I missed my opening snatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everything built towards uh, a good snatch session. Um, and I knew that... Um, I knew that Ivor had gone out at 35 or, you know, pre-40, and I knew that Omar was out at 40. So, uh, and I also knew that Andy Griffiths was going out heavy, um, but I knew that I was with him on the snatch, so the 45 opener would have been a great start to the comp. Um, But for whatever reason, it just wasn't there for my opening attempt. And I can't put it, I can't put it towards anything. I just think, you know, the margins in weightlifting, it was just slightly off from the floor, um, and it sort of sent a bit of uh, urgency into into the lift, into the next lift, certainly, because um, I wanted the opportunity to hit fifty, and I knew that if I'd have missed that twice, then I wouldn't have had that. Um, so, but I hit forty five. Um, Zip forty five. Yeah, it was a really really clean good lift. Yeah. Um, and I thought this is all on. Um, I know that. Um, did Omar hit forty five? Forty five. Yeah. Ivor hit forty five. Ivor forty five. I hit forty five, and then I Andy went out at forty seven. Um, and then I knew that Omar had missed fifty, so I thought, well, this is a this is a great opportunity for me. Ivor had finished his his snatch account with forty five. Um, Andrew had hit 40, 47 on his second attempt, having missed it on his first. So it was like, well, this this would be a really uh, beneficial snatch to make <coughs> for the 50. Um, you know, put me five kilos ahead of the two others and, and it'll keep me close to Andrew on the uh, on his snatch. Um, but it was it was fast enough off the floor. Um, and the, you know, the speed and tempo were all there, but it, it was just slightly out in front of me. Um, so couldn't put together 50 and then, uh, Andrew went out and hit 52. Mm. So, so we had seven up on the three of you. Mm. Yeah. So there was 52 and then three at 45. And it was definitely a four horse race. Um, you know, between the three of us at 45 and then Andrew at 52. Um, and obviously always the outside chance within the cleaning jerks of Chris Palsathorn who's a strong clean and jerker. Yeah. So you're talking a four-way battle with a fifth in the mix on a clean and jerk. Um, and it's hard to not feel deflated going into the clean and jerks after a snatch session like that because, you know, that's well below what I'm capable of in the snatch. And I felt like that was the day to hit 50. Yeah. Um, so still very much disappointed about the session in its entirety. If you take away the result and everything, I I feel like... I left a lot of kilos in the snatch that I could have really... And we, we, we had the pre-plan of going 45-50, <coughs> didn't we? We weren't going to take an increment no, no, up, no, ab- up to 50. Absolutely not. You know, 50 was always the target, and um, the evidence was there to support 50. And I'm not a lifter that hits um, massive lifts in training, um, nor do I need that assurance. Um, so the most I'd snatched in this build-up was 40 um, on two or three occasions. You got 50 from the hang. 50 from the hang, um, and 40 was the most from the floor. Um, but, you know, you've got to open heavy. and, and yeah. What we had done in training, though, was take a lot of density at 80. 
Yeah, the clean and jerks, di- different thing altogether. You know, we had plenty of evidence for the clean and jerk to go well. Um, the amount, you know, we'd hit 80 twice in a set in a session, yeah, uh, which we'd never done before. Um, hit a clean at 85 and passed out, but it was <laughs> a clean nonetheless. Um, there was a lot of passing out in training, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah A lot well, of people well, passed out in well, training. You know, Raddy messaged me saying, get some fucking windows in that gym. <laughs> <laughs> I said, there's one sliding door. That's all there is. But, yeah. you know, it's like when you when you go in, you're going at it, um, these things can happen. And and I, I quite like that, to be honest with you. It gives us all a bit of an edge. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, the the yeah, so the, the clean and jerks, we both knew that this was a big comp for the clean and jerk. And I wasn't looking 90, I was looking beyond 90, uh, definitely looking beyond 90, um, and still feel that, you know, there was kilos that I could have had mm. if we needed them in the clean and jerk. Um, but then the dynamic of the comp shifts to let's play the game, trust your coaches, um, and win the competition. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, I love the psychology of the backroom. And the intensity shifted on the clean and jerk to, you know, Omar and I were next to each other. Um, and Omar was fucking, he was firing on the clean and jerk. You could see that 65 and 75 were really great lifts for him. And you're not watching, but you're paying attention um, naturally because you're a competitor and that's what you do. Um, but what was nice is, my opening lift, my or my warm-up lifts, you know, there's 55, and then there was 70, and then there was an 80 in the back room, um, and I knew that that was the heaviest back room lift before going out, and I knew that I was opening the heaviest out of the whole competition, so that was a nice feeling, um, and I, I was keeping a close <coughs> eye on Andrew Griffiths as well, and I could see you struggling on the jerk, and that filled me with confidence of, you know, I'm not s- going to struggle on the jerk, um, and I know that you know, if you're going out at 73, you're you're leaving a lot behind. Yeah. Um, when you're up against that kind of competition, and yeah. Omar's a strong clean and jerker, and then Ivor's a, a fierce competitor and has got such a depth of experience um, that he is just going to perform. It was a good field, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was a really good field. I've competed against Ivor a few times. Mm. Um, he. Um, beat me comfortably at the uh, British in 2019. Competed against him in Gold Coast, where he won a bronze medal, and I was, to to be truthful, I was in awe of him. Um, and you know, he was in very very good shape. Um, and I, you know, I know I knew going into the competition, you can't um, exclude or discount someone who snatched 160 and clean jerk 200 plus. Um, but his job that competition was to be the top England lifter. Um, and for me, as sort of, as you said with Mike, you know, being in a separate lane to all of that um, was to get as much of a total as possible. But um, I feel like we were at a point um, where what 340 was unattainable. Uh, again, as we spoke about with Joe, you know, going out of the snatches <coughs> into the clean and jerks, knowing that 40 wasn't in reach. So now it's like, well, let's use this competition to get as much out of this clean and jerk as possible. Um, so uh, Omar went out and hit 81. Um, and then uh, I think Andrew missed set 82. I don't know. Um, something like that. He opened at 73. He was out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then 
you know, I went out at 85, and as you uh, said on the stream, it was heavier than you wanted it to be. Uh, yeah, that, that, like, you go out at 85, I'm like, right, let's, because I hadn't seen your 80 in the back room, uh, which was fucking plum. Yeah, yeah. And there was, um, you know, Chris Palser Thorne was in the mix, giving you all a rest. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> so he was fucking in there, clean and jerking in the 80s, and it seemed to break up the 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 lifting enough so everyone got enough rest so they were fresh for their clean jerks. You come out on 85, I expect you to stand up out of it. It fucking buried you a little bit. So mm. it was like, whoa, he's grunted that one a little. Yeah. But um, there is some history. You you can make your first one look a little heavy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, the, the um, it was a balanced thing more than anything for me on that one. I allowed myself to rock back slightly, which I've got away with quite easily in the past. But when the 185 kilos is on the bar, you rock back at all, you're in a bit of bother. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> which I've I found out when I stood it up and thought, fuck me, that felt like a ton of bricks. Um, and plus, I, I was never used to opening as heavy as I did. Um, so hitting 85 as an opener, that bar felt like a ton of bricks off the floor. Um, but secured the lift, um, which I was very, very happy with. Then you're in a good, good you're in a good shape then, aren't you? Yeah, you've hit eighty five. Yeah, you know you, that's three thirty <coughs> on your opening clean and jerk. You're, you're now you're sat there with two lifts in hand, sort of in command of everything, um, and then uh, Omar goes out at uh, at eighty seven. Eighty seven, yeah. Um, so he went eighty one, eighty seven, um, and uh, you know that that seemed to sort of get in his head a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and then of course it's like well he has to come back out and make eighty seven. Um, and I think he must have followed himself then, because I think Ivor went 88, did he not? I think we minuted him. Y no, right. didn't Chris pass the thorn at 87 on a third? So I think Omar went out on his second right? Um, and pulled it. And then Chris came out and made 87 right. on his third. And then Omar went out and um, missed his third. Um, and then that left it, it the comp was all done then by me and Ivor. Ivor yeah. had a third um no he had a second 88 missed 88 missed 88 in a press yeah, he got yeah he got pinged for a uh, an elbow and 88 i he so he went 88 got pinged uh went up to nine no i went 88 got pinged after he went 88 and then um, he took 88 again. He took 88 and made, made it. it. Mm. Um, and that's when I had to go 89 on the third. Um, and I mean, my second, my, my second lift at 88, I feel was a strong lift. And um, I, I don't know the reason it was red lighted. I have to say, no, <coughs> um, you know. But we know that there it was are. a very, uh, very harsh. Well, uh, they were tight. They were very tough. Yeah. Which is fine, you know. That's that is that is what it yeah. is. It's an international competition, and it's a Gaden's qualifier. So, you know, so I'd rather it. that than Lilian's. Um, and irrespective of that, I respected the fact that Tom made the call to go eighty nine, um, and I didn't have any say in what <laughs> jumps we took. To be honest with you, you at, at one point, I think it might have been after eighty eight. He came off the platform and stopped to look at the scoreboard. I just went, "What the fuck are you doing? Sit down, make the lifts. Don't look at anything else." Well, I hit 85, and then I <coughs> was. Tom called me out and said, you're up. And I said, it is 90 on there, right? And he went, 
yes. And then as uh, I no, I, I I went. I tried to blag it and went yeah 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 and looked down at the floor, and I thought Tom's not not a good liar. <laughs> He's going to walk onto the platform and see a yellow disc on the end. And he's either going to think they've misloaded it or I'm fucking lying to him. So after I'd said, yeah, 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 I went, no, it's not. It's 88 kilos on the bar, 188 kilos on the bar. Um, it's, I just said, it's bigger than you now. We're, we're, we're in a competition. And, you know, you're like, you've got to trust me. Yeah. And then you went, is it for the win? And that point in time, I think it was for the win. Yeah. So I said, yes. Yeah. Um, and then um, got red lighted. Ivan went out and made it, and I, I remember limping off the platform <laughs> and being like, okay, my knee doesn't feel too clever after that lift. And I said to Mike, the knee's fucked, mate. <laughs> or something, something <laughs> along those lines. And then they both came, they came up to me and went, all right, this is 89. If you make this, you win gold. If you miss this, it's silver. And it was like, right, well, I've got to wheel myself out for one last, you know, one last hurrah before my fucking knee combusts. Um, but it was like that, you know, having the opportunity to kilo, um, someone who I respect as much as either to win the second, um, consecutive British was, that's what we all live for. And I thought, you know, I sort of remember speaking to myself thinking like, if this isn't a lift that you've ever dreamt of doing and, and yeah. achieving, then nothing's going to get you up for weightlifting. Um, so you know, and I had a good amount of rest. I had one lift in between um, the 88 and the 89. Um, you know, I can't look at things and say I'm gassed. And, and as a result of it, and this is something we emphasised after the Welsh was gaining clean and jerk fitness, um, having only really hit two clean and jerks in competitions, um, you messaged me afterwards saying we'd hit 80, 85, 88 and 89. Yeah. In, a, in an afternoon. <coughs> yep. Um, so four lifts over 180 and three over 85. So it's like, yeah, well, I think we've, I think we've, we've established it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've hit we've, fitness. We've populated <laughs> the 80s enough there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and uh, uh, so you have a really uh, positive snatch um, warm up. You miss your opener, you ping your second, you're close to 50. All to play for. You come out, you make the strongest opener out of the group, um, and then you sort of sat back. Ivor goes out, misses his. You make, you get pinged on yours. He comes back and makes it, and then you have to fucking, you have to bring it. Summon, yeah. You have to summon it. Yeah. For the win. Um, the win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, it, the atmosphere was electric, walking out for the. All our thing. lot were were right by where like, you come out of yeah, the the yeah, warm up yeah. area. And it, there was a lot, you know, a lot of people came to support me from home. So it was just a lovely thing of um, going out there and being hit by a wall of, of sound and cheer. Wall of willpower. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that feeling of relief, euphoria afterwards, uh, just thinking, you know, because this comp has been, um, to say it stressed me out has been a bit of an understatement um, because it's it, it sits on you for a long time. Um, but then to feel like I'd completed it and still very much unsatisfied with, you know, the fact that I wasn't close to the 340 that we know we're capable of and this, that and the other. Just being accomplished and feeling satisfied <coughs> in how I dealt with that comp as a competitor. Yeah. yeah. How I Definitely. was able to rise to the, the occasion of the last lift. That's, that's taught me a lot about, um, 
or it certainly made me feel like I'm I am the right person to do what I want to do. Back in episode one, I believe it was when we were talking about your favourite lifts in competition, uh, and we talked about the one sixty clean and jerk when you were what sixteen, yeah. win by a kilo. It had ev- it had all of that, didn't it? You put a kilo on seven kilos behind on starch. Seven kilos, yeah, <laughs> seven kilos behind on starch. The same margin of difference, and you go out and then eventually win on the kilo. So you were able to be the competitor again, which is something like you've you've you went to the um, uh, Europeans in Finland, and yeah, you won the British um, back in uh, June, July. This was a different flavor of competition, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, you know, you look at. What what I would consider as great comps that I've been a part of, um, the Commonwealth Games in Australia was a great comp to be a part of, although I wasn't playing for anything, mm. um, and this it was about me just feeling fulfilled in my efforts, and yep. and um, there was the the youth um, Commonwealth in Malaysia, youth Commonwealth gold, Malaysia, broke Commonwealth records. You know, that was one where there was a battle to be. I'll had. take that one. Yeah, um, but you look at Poland, Finland, and these competitions. You're not playing for a medal. You're in Finland, especially. You're about forty kilos behind the medal, so it's a very diff- different <coughs> dynamic. Whereas this one, um, it it felt as though not only was there competition, but there was fit competition, mm-hmm. and everyone was in sh- in the shape, and everyone had trained for this competition. Yes. So it was knowing afterwards that um, there aren't excuses to be had. That was a a proper ding dong and a proper bit of weightlifting, and that's why, looking at that comp, um, and the 160, the 160 will always have a place in my heart. But that 189 was my probably the f- my favourite weightlifting moment to date. Um, I would say so. Yeah, not not only with you know hitting a PB clean and jerk and all this, but it was just the, the whole the whole thing. The and it's a br- you know. it's a British senior title again, back to back. Um, and it's a kilo for the win. Like, that's poetry, isn't it? Going out, putting a kilo on. That's what dreams are made of. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's like, how did you win the competition? I put a kilo on and cleaned it more than everyone else. Fucking done. Yeah. And, it, and it's interesting, because whilst we know that there's plenty more kilos in the tank, you know, you've opened both lifts, the heaviest you've ever opened, and you've shown under pressure the most amount of pressure you've probably been under in your entire life you 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 rose to the occasion so it's it's interesting because from that point of view i know we've gone we've gone free for and there's plenty more kilos in there but for me it was it was all successes because to deal with that pressure on that very last lift um you know that's that's you know you said to me afterwards it's the most amount of pressure i've ever been under under in my life and you executed a perfect lift so it's you know it's, it's oh that th- jerk. Th- there are so yeah that front listen, foot listen to that listen jerk to that on, on the on the video fucking I may hell. have watched it a few times as well but um it's just kajung 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 yeah. yeah fucking out goes the front foot slap and yeah. it's like it's done Julie yeah. just have interest I'm, I'm sure the viewers would like to know how was that um that gum after it had been on the floor and uh, was it <laughs> tasted like victory yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, in all seriousness, I had a severe caffeine come down after that. I was in a, a whole world with a pain. Yeah. <laughs> um, and quickly got escorted off to do, do my blood and urine yeah. uh, testing and everything. But um, It was amazing to see all your you know, close friends um, and, and close family and your, your dad in the mix jumping up and down like a like a, like I got a mobbed, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. The, the, um, so a, a, a load of my close mates came to the competition and um, 
they were saying to Meg after the um, second cleaning shit, they said, because Meg had obviously explained to them that the third lift was for gold and everything. <coughs> and um, they said, we're jumping him after this lift. <laughs> when he makes this lift, we're going to jump him. And Meg was like, please don't jump him. You, you might get disqualified. You don't know what's going to happen, all this sort of thing. I think she was just making shit up at that stage. <laughs> Oh. Well, well, wow. that's a different wow. thing altogether. That's a different thing, yeah. Tom Wildlife wanted to get his clothes off and run onto the platform, which I, which would have been admirable. But um, nice, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that, that's that was a lovely thing, but it also adds to the pressure of people have travelled to watch you do something. And I remember sitting after snatches, thinking, "Fuck, like, the boys must be fucking <laughs> thinking, what, what is he doing?" Um, you know, but then you're, you're not you're lifting for more than just yourself. You're lifting for everyone that. That is a part of this, and everyone who's put up with all the shit that you know, you know, like all the grumpiness that I take home, and all this sort of thing, and all the stresses and nerves and everything. Um, and some of it's the things you can't go and do. You know, you can't go out on the lash every single weekend with your mates. You can't go on on holiday willy nilly. It's it's all the things you're giving up to yeah. know, pursue your dreams. But then on a flip on a flip flop um, to that old <laughs> on the flip flop. Yeah, we're almost on crypto. Um, to to do those things would be to sacrifice that moment. Yeah. So the um and they get that. I think everyone <coughs> in, in my circle gets that, and th that's why their uh, support group and not people who sap from you is because they understand that if I was to go out and make those choices and um not eat right and you know drink and do all the other things, I wouldn't have I wouldn't be in the position to take that gold. And that is the ultimate sacrifice, isn't it? To do those things. Correct. And not succeed at the goal. Yeah. Um, so you had a competition which you can be proud of. And, uh, you know, and I feel that, uh, you know, really it was timed really well for you. Um, as yours was timed well for you. You'd rather you haven't met this version of yourself. So best meet it now and not in fucking seven months time. And for you, it was like to get back in the flavor of putting a kilo on to win, because that's what it's going to be when you're in the bigger stages is, and you're competitive, is that you're going to have to summon something to fucking produce the win, produce the medals. And that was the competition that um, consolidated, I would have thought, your uh, belief as a champion, your belief as somebody who can bring something when you need it. You have to recruit that yourself. Absolutely. <sighs> Wood. Well, there's. Um, uh, we're not even going to do crypto. Um, I've, I've had a look. It's about eleven percent up. So uh, Bitcoin's at uh, thirty thousand uh, pounds, forty thousand um, dollars. Ethereum uh, one and two are up. So uh, there we are. Hex is down, by the way. Um, buy on the dip. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you uh, to Tom Jolly for all of your sterling efforts you, in uh, leading the team and uh, a great weekend of coaching, Tom. Um, you know, a, a lot of pressure on yourself, a lot of high and low emotion, all sorts to uh, navigate over a full weekend of weightlifting. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, Michael, thank you for coming on. And, uh, you know, okay. with your, your, your beard. Speared. 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 Right. All right. Jordy, well done you for winning gold and fucking being a champion. Um, and thank you, viewer, for tuning in to the Willpower Weightlifting Podcast, episode 12. The next episode, 13, 
uh, will be one year to the day that we will have done uh, these podcasts. Wow. So we thank you, wow. all uh, 15 of you who tune in <laughs> to the podcast. Every it's th This is the fucking most highly produced, lowest watched podcast <laughs> on any platform Woo! available anywhere. Play me out, Nick. It's the Catalina Wine Mixer. Very much so. <laughs> Outro. Oh, yeah. Nice. Did we get pop for copyright? Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I fucking love the new outro that I mixed myself. <laughs> <laughs>